This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, the occasional show called In Off The Post, uh, which is basically me, Stanford Chidge, and the Right Honourable Jonathan Kidd uh, reading out the uh, the wonderful, I have to say, absolutely wonderful emails that our many listeners send in for us to ruminate over, which is what we're going to do. JK, lovely to see you again. It's been seems so long ago since I saw you. Oh, it was only last night. <laughs> Yes, it was only a few days ago. It occurred to me, Chidge, that when AI completely takes over, what you mean? You mean this isn't made by AI already? Well, in the sense that we, we know we are we are its mouthpieces. But when it was, if you could have, you know, like a couple of Chidge and JK um, replicas, uh, we needn't be on the show at all. It well, can just it, it can read out all the all the um, all the emails because they're so good. Yeah. In fact, the emails frequently say much more cogently what what we try to say well indeed you know, so. i mean i mean artificial intelligence is better than none at all really isn't hey, it? Indeed. um we have a very very full post bag tonight so um would you like to kick off proceedings yes i'm 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 pleased that my bag is full your Here bag your go. sack is full mate my sack is full <laughs> matron um that's for the carry on fans. Uh, uh, I can't believe I said that. I so, so hate that. Never mind. Um, email one. It's from Stephen Osborne. Dear Chidge and the magniloquent J.K. Stephen. Leonard Sachs would be proud. I've put on my magniloquent voice. What, what, actually, what does that I don't even know what that means. Me neither, Chidge. But okay. whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And I feel I have to do the whole of the email in this voice. No, I won't. I won't. I'm kidding. Um, thank you for another in off the post. After the dismal capitulation to Brighton, 
I was wrestling with the question of how much worse does it need to get before things start improving? Have we plunged to the depths where it can't get any worse? Are we so deep? I'm loving this. That as we look around, we see the fishes have headlights and their eyes are on the end of spindly weird tentacles. God, we really must be deep. Or could it still get worse? Then we played Real Madrid. We expected to lose. We hoped we wouldn't be humiliated. We channeled Pete Leonard Cohen. Uh, oh, blimey. He could be miserable, couldn't he? Though apparently if you say that to Leonard Cohen fans, they get offended. Uh, knowing there is a crack, a crack in everything. That's where the light gets in. And lo, we saw a performance. Got voices back. We saw a performance that was deemed competent. But where we lost 2-0, and, uh, and where we lost 2-0, another indicator our expected levels a long way off what we've been used to. But it was it but it was better. Did it suggest we've turned a corner? Or was this simply the players cared because it wasn't a meaningless, no-stakes Premier League game? Tomorrow it's Brentford, and are we set to go lower to plunge to new depths? Well, I'm afraid, Stephen, we did. Are we locked in and heading for the bottom of the Mariana Trench? This is unbelievably informed, this letter, isn't it, Chid? Mm. Or will we begin to start treading water? <clears throat> Lads, it's Brentford, and are we being optimistic and hoping for a draw, for fuck's sake? I pronounce we are about to see a turn of fortunes. Well, alas, no. I'm generally thinking it can't get any worse. We're at the very beginning of an upward trajectory. Uh -uh, no, no. We have bottomed out. And by the time you read this out, I'll be looking like a genius for having made a prem prediction of a glorious 2-1 victory. Being on page one of the Chelsea Fancast League, you better believe me. Well, you were right to an extent, Stephen. It was 2-1. Being so upbeat now, it can't get any worse, surely. Well, it has got a bit better when we're reading this out because we've we've just beaten Bournemouth. I have just shelled out north of $900 to take my wife and my boys to two games on this summer's US tour. But I think that's a good move. I think you've you've that you've done well there because they'll have the new manager in. We are so starved of live Chelsea, live, now that we live in the States, it seemed like a good plan. I'll be sure to send match reports of how we dismantled Wrexham <laughs> and defenestrated Brighton. Lovely word. Uh, from the French, fenêtre, meaning window, to throw out of the window. Uh, my big hope is the 2023-4 fixture list, full stop. I'll be over for my parents' 60th anniversary on August the 31st. Fingers crossed we're home that weekend and I can get to a game at the bridge. And to the cock to meet you lot, because we're going to win the Premier League next season. We are! Happy Chelsea! Stephen, P.S. Dear Chidge and J.K., what was I smoking? Yours as ever. Stephen Osborne, come on, you blues. No, but Stephen, this is exactly what could easily happen. No, hang on. I... Before, before, he, he, the, the PS bit was sent in a separate email after we lost to Brentford. Ah, right. So right. it wasn't to do. It's not to do with him thinking that we might win the league next season. No, no, I, no. He didn't. He didn't I, backtrack on that. I get you. Okay, but no, because I, I, um, because uh, yes, I, I, I have a. A sneaking suspicion in my prophetic piss in my water that uh, um, that, that if it seems to be Pochettino, I mean, who knows? It still hasn't been been sorted out, has it? But um, and they're now saying, what did they say today? We're buying Rafina. I mean, oh, fuck fuck's sake, who came with that? Who came up with that shit? What I hate about Twitter is the way that people accept it as the truth. You know, they say, what's the matter with the club? They've gone mad. They're going to buy Rafina. No, it's some git just makes it up. What is the matter with you boys on Twitter? Ah, and girls on Twitter. Um, but um, 
and that uh, the other one, obviously, he's he's um, uh, he's only going to choose five players that he wants to, uh, to be his top players. And you, you think once again, how, where, who? Ah, anyway, enough. Um, yeah, but uh, a, a rather a rather um, interesting marine marine tinged letter from yes. Stephen. I like it. I De- like definitely it. blue, deep blue, very blue. Yeah, yeah. Right, the uh, the second email of the week or the show is from our old friend Akshay Chowdhury. Hello, good old Akshay. yeah, good, good old Akshay. Yeah, hello again, gentlemen and lady. If this is read out with Alex in attendance, another short one from me, which has nothing to do with the football. <laughs> oh, I like it already, Akshay. Uh, in response to my previous email. Or rather, in response to the response to my previous email, it's such a shame that the weekend I'm coming to London is sandwiched between two weekends with Chelsea fancast events. Quite a bit of bad luck there. Unfortunately, I can't change my tickets, however much I may want to do so, so I guess this just means I'll have to come back again soon to join one of the events and match and a match sometime. Absolutely. Uh, additionally, thanks for pointing out that I was reading the day and time of the Chelsea v City game wrong. Oops. Any tips for where I may watch it, preferably in a blue-tinted bar? Would bars like the Cock or Atlas show the games? Even though I'm certain of the inevitable spanking, I can't bring myself to be in London and not do at least something Chelsea-related while there. Any suggestions would be greatly appreciated. Uh, It's almost the 27th and 28th of April, so happy birthday to the fancast and JK. Thank you very much. Thank you, Akshay. If by any miracle any of you lot are in London in the weekend of May the 18th, do let me know. I would love the opportunity to see any or all of you face-to-face after hearing your dulcet tones for many years. I'm on Twitter, at beardedbunny underscore, so probably easiest there as I rarely check Discord. Thanks and best regards, Akshay. Um... I think the cock does show the football actually. Uh if you want a bit of a bit of atmosphere then uh the pe- Chelsea pensioner would be a good place to watch it but you'd need to get in there early because it gets rather full on a match day. Um but that'll be that'll be you know the second best thing to being at the match I would have thought being in the pensioner. You get lots of ch- chance at the pensioner don't yeah, you get lots definitely. of involvement there yeah yeah. Todd Bowley went to France in a Lamborghini <laughs> brought us back a center back Benoit Badashiel. E Oh, no, no, no. You can't do that. I tried so hard not to annoy you by saying Sheila. <laughs> anyway, uh, next email. Mark Smith. Hi, Chidge and Jonathan. Firstly, happy birthday, Jonathan. Oh, thanks. But lately, depending when you read this, yeah, it was a, it was a week and a bit ago. I, I spent the day alone. No, I didn't. I was working, actually. So, um, uh, I was listening to in off the podcast. Post only off the pod. Post, yep. I was listening to the In Off the Post podcast today, the day before your birthday, Jonathan. And the subject of Frank watching videos was raised once again. <laughs> I can't. I, w- I won't let it lie, will I, Mark? I'm sorry. I admit, when you first raised this, I was in agreement. As I listened to the podcast, it struck me it would have been pointless. What with injuries, changes of formation, numerous new players, not one consistent defensive midfield or attacking lineup. Where would you start? Well, I think you could start by working out who was shit. You know, there is that. Anyway, even the form of individual players has fluctuated wildly with few exceptions. Some players shone in one game, been dismal the next. I think you're absolutely right there, Mark, because at the weekend to see um, to see Gillette um, Sterling come on and then Zayek and with Zayek and both play well was completely bewildering. But anyway, having just watched another Chelsea loss, this time against Brentford, would you pick the exact same starting lineup for the next match, match or the starting lineup from half time? 
But would you look at the opponents? Arsenal pick a completely different lineup. For me, there are too few certainties in individual stroke partnerships. All the best. That was Chelsea, Mark Smith. Well, I think he 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 did his bit, didn't he, Frank, by finally finally picking a side that seemed to be to their strengths. So, uh, um, which is what we've been talking about for ages, and uh, and um, you know, and although Havertz flits about as if he's is it uh, in the ballroom um to have two wingers was uh, was really interesting because it meant the other players slotted into more predictable positions and i thought uh, this is talking about the the uh, the the bournemouth game they just looked a much better side so um uh who knows what's going to happen in the next three games the intriguing yeah. but yeah so um no i think looking at the videos i think at least he could have noticed that uh, they played better playing um three at the back with the two wing backs, but I think it's been taken out of his hands because James is uh, is injured and now Chile's injured. So playing 4-3-3 suits them better. Um, but at the time we were just a bit confused because also he play, kept playing Sterling and Sterling clearly, if you watched videos before, had been absolutely atrocious. So, it, it, but, we, but we said on the show on Monday, he went for experience. He, he did that thing of, I don't care, I'll bring, do, I'll, I'll bring experienced players in and see if that works. And as Tuchel did, Tuchel, but as Chich said, Tuchel came in and he, he didn't pick Mount. And then Mount played so well that he just forced his way in. So uh, um, in, in a sense, I, I suppose I've been a bit anti-Frank for that. But I, I suppose it was the easiest thing to do was just to go for the experience and hope that somehow he could get a, a different tune out of them, which he failed to do, of course. So, And that he did. Right. Uh, next one is from Josh Barrow. Uh, Josh says... Dear Chidge, uh, JK and Fancast crew, I hope that you're all well, in spite of our current state, uh, sorry, in spite of the current state of our beloved club. It's been quite a while since I've written in, but felt compelled to do so now. I want to start off by thanking you all again uh, for what you do for the Chelsea community. I know that there's a lot of work, time and expense that goes into the Fancast. I cannot express to you how much I appreciate it. I live in Virginia, USA, and the Chelsea fancast has been a real blessing for me. I don't know anyone who watches football, let alone Chelsea. The shows you put out every week allow me to feel more connected to the club I love. I get to hear about things that the club and its supporters are doing off the pitch, things that aren't generally covered in the media. I've never had a match day experience at the bridge, but I know that Chuckles is always first with the team sheet at the <laughs> stall. Magic. Well, there you go, mate. That's what it's all about. Witnessing the Blues take the pitch at Stamford Bridge is the only item on my bucket list, but I'm more excited at the prospect of meeting members of the Fancast team. We've never met, but I've had you all in my ear for nearly a decade, and I feel like I know you. I don't, of course, but I know that you all love Chelsea at least as much as I do, and that makes you family in my eyes. I'd, I'd say you're dead right there, Josh. You, you're, you are part of our family. Now, I know that I'm uh, privileged having been a supporter since only 2009 and that you've all experienced worse than this, but this is the worst I've ever felt as a Chelsea fan. This, to me, feels orders of magnitude worse than Jose's anus horribilis. I, I know it's supposed to be anus, but I couldn't resist. Uh, at that time, dismal as it was, once Jose got the sack and the toxicity left with him, we were still defending champs. We still had Hazard, Fabregas, Diego, a whole host of brilliant players. Perhaps most importantly, we still had John Terry. It was a terrible season and it felt bad, but it felt like a blip, just a one-off season that could be put down to a toxic dressing room. We still had that certain something about us. We were still Chelsea. And sure enough, 
The very next season, we won the league. Our current state doesn't feel anything like that. We don't have a Hazard, a Fabregas, Costa, much less a John Terry. There's not a single player in our current squad that seems able to or, or inclined to put the team on his back, fire up the lads and really fight. Those who have the fight and desire don't seem to be personalities that can inspire the same kind of effort from their teammates. There's nothing I see, no real evidence, that makes me believe next year will be better. Only the knowledge that we're Chelsea, our owners have spent obscene amounts of money, there's no way we could be this bad again, right? Hmm, I think that our decline actually started with JT leaving. That was after Conte's first year and everything fell apart. There were many reports about conflict in the dressing room that season. The following season, Sarri came in and tried to coach the remaining bits of Chelsea out of us. Absolutely. We finished third and won the Europa, but Hazard either scored or assisted 49% of our goals and did so specifically because he didn't listen to Sarri. Absolutely, Josh. You know your, you know ball. You know ball. Hazard left for Madrid, taking half of our goals with him. We had a transfer ban. Frank came in and promoted the youth who were raised with that Chelsea mindset. In my opinion, we overachieved earning a Champions League place that season. Totally agree. And I firmly believe that a lot of that was down to that Chelsea mentality being present throughout the squad and in the manager. I don't see that same mentality in this current squad. I don't see that same fight that we're famous for. Opposition used to tremble at the thought of, the thought of facing us at the bridge. Now it's a great day out for visiting supporters. I don't pretend to have answers, nor do I have any solutions to propose. It seems to me that until all involved take the time to remember who we are, realise, accept and appreciate that we are fucking Chelsea and what we do is win things, until that switch is flipped, I don't see us challenging for anything. I'm not confident that our current owners understand that. They're all billionaires and must be way smarter than me. Who am I to question? But when you pay that much for a football club, you're buying a brand that means something to millions of people all over the world. And I don't think I'm alone in thinking that some of the first words I think of associated Chelsea are fight, balls, spine and pride. And right now, how many in this squad would you associate with those words? Well, I think quite a few of them I would associate the word balls with but perhaps not in the same way that you might, Josh. That's the beauty of the English language. <laughs> yes. Uh, I reiterate, this just feels so much worse than anything I've experienced in my time supporting this club. Thank you all again for helping to make this all a bit more palatable, at least in that I hear the voices of those suffering along with me. The next manager has his work cut out for him. It's important that whoever it is can weed out those who don't have the mentality required to put on the sacred shirt. Here's hoping, but we all know it's the hope that kills you. Anyway, up the chels, Joshua Barrow. What a great email, JK. Bloody hell, Josh. Um, I've got a theory, Chidge, and this is my theory. And I wonder whether, I'll keep going on about it, because of the, the, the passionless aspect of Potter's tenure, um, uh, I agree completely. There, there was no. Uh, you just, you just felt there was, there was no leader. There was nobody there who was going to say, "Come on, this is Chelsea. We've got to do it. We've got to do something because of this. We are, you know, this is fight, ball, spine, and pride." As, 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 um, um, as, as Josh has been saying, um, because it was all part of the process, and we've got to get things right. And it was all very, almost analytical. And Fr Frank has come in, and I think even though he's had a pretty disastrous time. One of the main things that he's been trying to get across 
to, to this group of players, some of whom have not played for Chelsea before, obviously the new ones, is that how important it is to be playing for this great club. And the, the, the experiences I've had of watching Ashley Cole attempting to explain to Cucurella, you know, in, in, in big language and big passionate gestures and to hearing that, that, that one moment when I was up, upstairs in the, uh, in Aussies and a, a waiter came up to me and said, uh, he said, oh, I've just come out of the, of the, the players area. He said, and Frank was, was having a go at everybody saying, um, we are Chelsea, we are Chelsea. And I think this may stay with several of the players who probably didn't really get it, how, how important it was that this is a, a winning club. And so Frank, although it may be a brief time, um, may may have succeeded in in um, mentally changing the attitude. And uh, if that's all he achieves in this this brief period, it will have been something, I think, because because he, he is so Chelsea. He is he bleeds Chelsea, Frank. You can see that uh, um, the fact that there there hasn't been any effort going into him has 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 done his head in. And and the, the 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 game at the weekend, you actually felt there was more commitment. I mean, the only player you don't have to tell to be committed is Conor Gallagher because he gets it. He's got it from the beginning. He's had it so much this season. He's obviously almost had it too much, but uh, um, because he's been running around like a a madman. But we actually saw a very focused performance at the weekend, and I thought, yeah, you know, he can slot in. I mean, who knows what the new manager will do? But uh, um, I actually think that Frank may contribute to some of these players i mean i think fernandez for example needs to realize that it is the, what this club is about and uh i think this may make an uh, make an impression on him frank's tenure um but we'll see i could be talking out of my eyes good I? no far from it jk i mean it was churchillian that was and uh, about bloody time you, you got on the same page as me mate with that because that's exactly it you know I, I mean, you know, you were there. I, I was almost in tears at this, as as, uh, as spent, uh, Stephen wonderfully said, this defenestration of Chelsea and what it means by these bunch of ingrates that we got playing for us. And uh, and I said, didn't I? I said, doesn't matter what. Well, I said, it does matter what happens because we always want to win. But I mean, whatever happens on the pitch, you know, having Frank there, it, I called it re chelsea and de-Brightonisation, didn't I? Weeks yeah, ago, do yeah. you remember that? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. The fact, because even when, it, when we, uh, he came right to the front of the supporters on Saturday uh, and right up to us all and uh, clapping. And uh, and it was, and he, he got super frank, as you'd expect. And there was a kind of renewal of the contact with him. And everybody thought, forgave the fact that he'd lost six games. Just thought, it doesn't matter. This has been a, a change around. And also it helped that we got to that 42 points so there wasn't any possibility of going down. But it was such, so much a better performance. It was, um, uh, but you're right, Chidge. Yes, it, it, it's, uh, if, if, if it's only been, if, if that's what he, this little period, you get all you get out of it with Frank is that, that has been a real plus. re, re in uh, in fifty years, hundred years time, they'll be doing history essays called the Rechelsification of Chelsea under the tutelage of Frank Lampard. Like like yeah. I remember having to write one on the Risorgimento, not quite the same thing, but actually That's what, the, was that the uh, that was the reunification of Italy? The reunification it? of Italy. See, there you go. We're talking about the reunification of Chelsea here with uh, with um, with Frank Lampard. There we go. The weird shit we talk about on this show. Goodness gracious <laughs> me. I once work I once I once worked with actually I shall tell you this story. 
Um, I had a uh, a little spell when I was working with a lot of comedians. Uh, two of them that I worked with, uh, one was Jake Yap, who is uh, ubiquitous on Radio 4 these days doing funny things. Very funny bloke. Uh, but my favourite was uh, Jeff Norcott who has been on this show, actually, I have to admit. Uh, he's now gone a bit weird. Uh, I'll leave it at that. Those who know me will know what I mean. But Jeff's a very funny guy, and I used to like uh, writing with him. And, uh, you know, he, he taught, taught me a lot about comedy and stand-up comedy, not that you'd know from listening to this show, but he said that he said the, 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 he said the most important ingredient of comedy, Chidge, is to have fucked up shit in your head. And he said, on that basis, you qualify. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> what can one say? I took it as a compliment, obviously. Uh, right, this is... Uh, hang on, is this you, you or me? I, I read that one, didn't I? This is you next, isn't it? All right. All right. Ian Wood. Greetings all, couple of... Hang on, no, points. that's a classic name, isn't it? Ian, Ian, Ian Wood, Ian Wood, Ian Wood, Ian, Ian, Ian Wood, Ian, Ian Wood. If he could... <laughs> I'm sure he can, mate. He's just written in. <laughs> Greetings, or a couple of points need to get off my chest. Firstly, Arsenal bottling it in what can only be described as a Spursy way. Maybe Arsenal and Spurs should just merge to form one really shite football club. Uh, uh, I, I got slightly uh, uh, watching the Newcastle Arsenal game. I, I I find myself briefly being an Arsenal fan because I, I, I said because Newcastle was so appallingly shithousery that uh, I, I just thought, you know, if they've got it, they've yeah, got that, it really. That's quite funny when it's against Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know, I'm just having, it's, it's also, it's You're having such got, a purist, aren't you? It's having gone up there to Newcastle and, you know, having them take the piss and having them be, um, particularly under Ernie Howe. Ernie Howe is, is, because uh, he, he went and uh, liked very much like, um, um, What's his name? Trippier. Um, he he went off and did a, a course at um, at Atletico, didn't he? Ernie Howe. He went he went and attended their training what, sessions. A course in shithousery. Yeah, a course in well, just to watch Simeone, just you know, cheat basically. <laughs> so he did that, but uh, he's he's learnt it well. Anyway, um, maybe Arsenal and Spurs could just merge to form one really shite football club. They could call it Totty Hotars. That's very clever, actually. <laughs> Which would surely have commercial spin-offs for their attendance attendances at their women's games, along with drastically increasing their supporter base in the LGBT community in general. Oh, dear, blimey, I even surprised myself at how woke I've become recently. <laughs> Secondly, myself and the other Chelsea fans I know all, all actually want a relegation. Ooh. Ooh. Can't see us getting any more points this season, so the dream could happen if all teams in relegation trouble hit a run of late form. Well, like Everton have, but <coughs> but it so happens, Ian, we've reached that point. We got the correct number of points. It would make Mr. Bowley look even more foolish than he already looks. Also get rid of an awful lot of corporate and tourist fans to boot. For the future of our football club, it's essential that Bowley and his corporate investment cronies fail in the most spectacular way possible. I know they've committed to a minimum of 10 years ownership, but if the rebellion really gathers momentum, I still think there's a chance we could persuade them to return from where they hence came. Some of my favourite memories are from watching us in the old Division 2. Look forward to hearing your podcast about that great season. Keep up the good work. Your podcasts are always great. Great. Cheers. Kind regards, Ian Wood. Um, 
Well, it's not going to happen. And I think actually, Ian, I think they're going to learn. And I think they're learning. I think that they will, they will learn by appointing a proper manager who uh, I think will tell them what he wants and that they can't do it their way. And apparently, if you if you sift through the idiocy on um, in the media, I think that's why the announcement of Boley has been, of Boley of Pochettino has been delayed is because he's specifically asking questions about what he would like to have happen next season. So I think he's after a, a de degree of control that, um, as far as I can work out, Boley attempted to have. Um, and I think why they liked Potter so much was because he just rolled over and had his tummy tickled and then they, the others could do what they wanted. So um, uh, I think actually it's going to be uh, it's going to be OK. Um, and I understand about going down to a division just to take your revenge on on him, but it's not happening. So um, let's just see what uh, what occurs. I think we've got an exciting time ahead of us, actually, because. Uh, they have got a lot of money, as you said, and that can that can help. It's just a question of of the manager coming in and and making them into a give them a, a plan and make them into a coherent side. And I think I think we've already if we're looking at the the green shoots of some of the players. We've got some very decent players there who are just underperforming. It's just a question of of who they get rid of and how they manage it on who he doesn't play. Because I think, for example, they won't be able to get rid of Sterling because he's too far into. He's, he's got such a too. He's not into his contract properly yet. But whether he plays him or not, or whether he can make him into a bet into a different player is another thing. Perhaps he just won't figure. Perhaps that's what you do. You just have to accept, and then perhaps the player then gets annoyed and asks for a move away, which perhaps is an idea of how they do it. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I think it'll be. Uh, um, I think next season's going to be really interesting. The top email, Ian, and I, you know, I, I get where you're coming from. It's been very frustrating, and I think anybody, you know, you know, our age, because I think you're probably about the same age as me and J.K. I mean, what, you know, we, it's it's kind of nostalgic, but coming from a good place because you're you're right. I mean, it was great fun when we were back in. I mean, you know, I I was a bit too young to experience it, the really really bad bad old days, but I'd moved to London in in '84 when Chelsea were back only to find them in the second division at the end of that decade. But actually it was great fun. It's one of my favorite seasons, that promotion season. So there's a bit of a, a, a kind of a, a nostalgic look back for that, I think. But uh, I tell you what, mate, one of the things that would really, and I said this many times, a relegation would certainly sort out the men from the boys and it would, it would get rid of a whole raft of, of uh, of support, well, that I wouldn't call them supporters, fans who have flocked to the club purely for the success of it, um, you know. And I mean, I think Twitter, the clear out on there would be stupendous, which would be a good thing in my book. But well, I don't think we would really like it. I mean, it might be fun to go. I mean, as I said, actually, I said to somebody in the pub on Saturday, I said if we got relegated, I would cut my arm off for an away season ticket, uh, a season ticket next season. You know, the likes of going to some of these places we haven't been to before and get loads of abuse and give it back would have been great fun. But I think the reality is we'd all be rather pissed off if we were in Division 2 not competing for trophies because we really enjoy doing that. But uh, as JK says, I don't think it's happening, mate. And I think they may come good. I think they, I mean, they, 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 I mean, here's an interesting point. I was on Twitter today, would you believe, and I saw good old George Smiley, Mr. X, put up a tweet of uh, the Swiss Ramble looking at all of the biggest debts in in the football league. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Chelsea weren't even on the page. They weren't even on the list because we are debt free wherever we may be. So, you know, um 
we've got a lot of money and uh, and they don't want to fail. So I think it'll all come good. But it'll be a bit of a rocky journey. Always is with Chelsea. Right. <clears throat> the next email is from Guy Still. This is brilliant. I haven't quite worked this email out yet, but I shall read it in, in the way it was written. Dear Chidge, I like the show. My Chelsea history. I am a member of James Gooden's spot mob, circa 1977. I think you have met him and Kerry. I have Jane, uh, I have uh, I have Guy. I met James on Alex Churchill's World War One battlefield tour, which focused on football and Chelsea. And James and I think I've I've actually had a beer with James at Lords as well last summer. And he is a fine man, as is Kerry. Well, Kerry's not a fine man; she's a fine lady. But you get my drift. So I think you've met him and Kerry. I went in 1965. New West Stand. The Spot Mob. Me. Uh, O.H. Old Horovians, Radlians, Millfield, Brighton College, travelled with Chelsea everywhere. Public schoolboys were always on 70s specials away. Nutters who wanted a ruck, and Harkins knew their value. Uh, Harkins, that would be Danny Harkins, Eccles to those of you who don't know. Uh, referring to the latter, he was a serious military leader, giving orders to a mob at 11am from the top of Fulham Broadway steps before Millwall away in 1977. Three mobs strategically planned. Babs, Bear, we got a kicking. I went on the pitch versus QPR away in 1973 and Bolton away in 1977. Flak jackets et al. You guys are too bearish. This is a phase. Nothing else. Guy. P.S. As a member of James Gooden's spot mob, all public schoolboys who joined in with Eccles. It's mysterious, mysterious. I, I think I, I think I know to what he refers. Guy, what a, what a brilliant email, mate! And uh, and I shall raise a glass to you at some stage. Would be better. Can I say, were, were they called the Spot Mob after after the the one man went to Mo, which used to be called Spot? spot. They may well. Guy, write back and tell us. I, all I have to say of all the illustrious public schools that were mentioned there by Guy. Uh, oh, uh, ha- I mean, OH has got to be old Horovians, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so Harrow, Radley, Millfield, Brighton College. No no sign of St Paul's there, JK? Notable um, by its absence, mate? Yes, very much so. We were all... Uh, Lovers, not fighters, mate. Lovies. <laughs> Lovies, not fighters. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, very good. You, we need, we need to get, we need to get, <laughs> we need to get a t-shirt. You know that thing that Richard Schaller did of yes. you and me with the church, yes. like, lovies, not fighters. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious, wouldn't it? Oh, mate, yeah, there we go. We didn't fight, guys. Uh, we didn't need to. You did it for us, and we loved you for it. Right, okay, we're moving on to... Uh... Oh, this is brilliant. This is another brilliant... Mate, I tell you, the emails this week are just stupendous. This is from Ogri Rots, whose real name is, I think, Lewis. Ogri Rots. Yes, Ogri it is. Louis, 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 yeah. Hi, Chidge and Jonathan. First of all, a big thank you for all your hard work in putting these podcasts together. My name is Louis, or Lewis, and I'm sending you this mail because I finally made it back to Stamford Bridge after an absence of 56 years. Yes, 56 years. The last match I attended was in 1967 versus West Ham, which we lost 1-3. Was that when Clyde Best? No, what I'm talking about, that's much later on. I'm sorry. Um, uh, 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 Boyce, did Boyce score? 
I have a terrible memory. I think he did anyway, which we lost one three. So I really wanted us to win against Brighton. But sadly, we lost one two. And even though we lost and the two tickets cost me 400 pounds. Wow. I had a fantastic time just being back at the bridge after so long. Was It was emotional, to say the least. least. I used to stand in the shed. Imagine my surprise to see it full of away fans. The stadium has changed so much since I used to watch my heroes play on that hallowed turf. Osgood, Tambling, Bonetti, Bourbon, Cook, etc., etc. But what hurt me most was the lack of atmosphere. <laughs> All I could hear were the fucking Brighton lot. What the hell has happened? Well, I, to be fair, um, I think that earlier email that said um, supporters and teams come uh, thinking that they're not going to get have a problem. It's not Fortress Chelsea. They're they're they don't feel scared of us anymore. And I think it's empowered the away fans. And at the moment, what's happened as well is because we're not playing very well, we, we tend to respond to the, the team playing well. I'm afraid it's that thing you, you know, people say, get behind the team, but it's easy to get behind the team when they're playing better. And I yeah, think you that, that doesn't happen away, does it? No, no, because it's a completely different. It's a it's it's a kind of um, it's a fuck you to the opposition. Yeah, absolutely. There's that as well. And I think I think all opposition fans do that as well. It's a, and also it's a it's a very contained lot and lots of that some of that lot most percentage of that lot don't go to home games the away the away lot there's a very focused energy in the away lot it's fantastic actually if you if anybody listening who, who wants to come to uh to the bridge i would i would also try and get some away tickets if you can because it's very different and very focused it's tricky to get a ticket because there are very few because it's away but um if the, if there is a way you could get an away uh, ticket i would really attempt to do that because it's or as it's, brian kent used to say play away play away through the round window um anyway um what's happened i'm hoping just because of the poor form the team is displaying at the moment it is but that never stopped us from singing out in the 60s yes but 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 mr aguirre's louis it's it's it was it was better football then Come on. It was a very different situation. They were playing wonderfully. And they there was so much um, potential in that side, in that team. And we were all, um, we, we all loved watching them play because you didn't. In the 60s. In the 60s, you didn't know what was going to happen, Chidge. You thought they could win everything. That team should have won everything, that 60s side. And they were great to watch. And I, I speak as somebody who watched them regularly. The most, joy... of the, most of them homegrown. Yeah. Absolutely. Lots of Scots players as well, which is because nobody came from abroad. And the the joy of watching that team just perform brilliantly. I it will, you know, it's it's part of me, my DNA. That was fantastic. Anyway, I remember watching us lose two six to Southampton at home. The same time I had the privilege of seeing Osgood score twice. One of them was a fantastic dribble. And you could hear the whole ground buzz as soon as Charlie Cook got on the ball. Well, he was just a, a star. We uh, Yes, proper Chelsea. So you see, like Chidge says often, I'm used to Chelsea losing. So come on, people, get behind the club. I, mean, I, I think you make a very good point there, Louis, but I, I think it's because, you know, we're in a very strange, fluid time with the, because of the selling of the club and the new owners and um, uh, and them getting it wrong. I think I think it will improve. Don't 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 worry about that. Um, I really get what Jonathan and you, and you, Chidge, are about. You guys really know what Chelsea means to people like me. That's why I love listening to your shows. Thank you. Thank you very much, Louis. I'd just like to point out something that might interest you. I live in Gibraltar now. 
used to live in London. For those who don't know where Gibraltar is, on the southern tip of Spain. But it's fucking British. British land of hope and glory. Um, anyway, I wanted to say that what was say, to say was that the attendance of the 41,000 at the bridge for the Brighton match was more than the population of Gibraltar. <laughs> anyway, Jonathan and Chidge, keep those podcasts coming because they're the only true bit of Chelsea I've got left. Many thanks to you both. Love and respect, Louis or Lewis. Well, brilliant. Thank you so much. That's such a lovely thing to hear from you. Thank you. And I, I hope that um, I, I hope that uh, you don't think it's going to carry on at a level of of lacking in atmosphere and incompetence at the bridge. And it won't. I'm sure it won't. I really am. I'm convinced that this is just a a, a, a temporary low. So. Well, I think there's more to it than that. I mean, by the way, you know, Louis, that was just a lovely email, lo lovely sentiments. I agree with JK there, and we we feel very humbled to hear things like that. So thank you very much. Um, I think the atmosphere is a complicated one, Louis. I mean, you know, there's an argument to say it's gone and gone forever because things have changed massively since, uh, you know, you last went. Um, you can't sit together. The prices are extortionate. The working class fans have been priced out. Uh, they, you know, it's now football's become entertainment about money thanks to the Premier League. You know, so there's an argument to said you will never recap. I mean, my my decade was more the 80s and the 90s, and yours was obviously earlier. But there's an argument that those days won't come back. What you get now is you get occasional, occasional glimpses of what it was like, and actually some say on on rare days slash nights at the bridge, the atmosphere is even better than it was back in those days because, of course, the ground is much more contained. And close to the pitch, so it can actually get really, really raucous. I mean, the Dortmund match this season, for example, was one was one one, one such match, and the atmosphere that night was electric throughout. I think arguably better than what you used to get back in the old days. What you don't get is 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 some of the. Things, I mean, you just get, we don't get to sit sit with each other anymore on mass, and I think that's made a massive change. And I think the fact that you've got a much posher audience, basically, you don't like jumping about and being raucous, doesn't help, but. I, I fear I fear that that uh, horse has bolted, never to be, be put back in the stable. But uh, hey ho, what can one do? I also think Chid, the other thing is is this because we've won a lot. Yeah, you don't get that same fervor because it was. I, I'll keep going back to this. But it was interesting um, listening to the Newcastle fans at St James's Park because they've been denied any trophies whatsoever. The fact that they're now winning via uh, this great. Um, wadge of money they've been given um uh means that there is a kind of desperate note in their voices and the atmosphere is enormous but i think if they carried on winning i think it would be if they if they won lots of trophies it would be big but it still wouldn't be the same um manic quality to it you know i think it's a it's a desperate there's a desperation in it which we don't have in the ground because we've been very successful I think that's also very true. Uh, right, this is uh, from Ian Burgess. Hello, chaps. I'll keep this brief. Everyone hates a long-winded email. Well, yes, Ian, apart from us, because we tend to read an awful lot of them out uh, once in a while. Anyway, great to have you uh, write in. I'm a fan from a slightly younger vintage than you. As a nine-year-old, I started going during the 87 season. So Hollins, Eddie, and Eddie Nisvecki's knee, not winning for God knows how long. And that unforgettable relegation were my early memories. Those smoggy bastards made the SDS Cup final win all the sweet though. So you, actually, weirdly, although you're younger than me by a, a, quite a, quite a way, uh, you know, I I 
that's my you know that is my decade really mate i mean i, I sit here and listen to jk talk about the 60s with wonderment because you know i was way too young anyway uh, like many, I think this has set me up quite nicely for following Chelsea. I was a benches boy before moving to Newcastle in 1999. All for the love of a woman. Oh, you poor fool, Ian. Yeah, he did say, we all make mistakes. Anyway, now my girls are older. The last few seasons, me and I have been able to go to more and more away games. And thanks to the, to the few good men and women on Twitter, tickets are getting easier to get. And match days have changed from a lonely trip to slightly less lonely due to the people you get to know. Very good point, Ian. Anyway, the point of this ramble. One, I'm a new listener, although I've been a big fan of Mr. Kid's two-minute fanbite. I've typically steered clear of podcasts, vlogs, influencer-related content, and it's usually, it's absolutely bollocks. Thankfully, you buck the trend. Well, uh, thank you, Ian, and I, I avoid it all too, frankly. Even this one, I don't never listen to this show. Two, yes, my wife, the same one I moved up here for, does not get football, nor why I would drive several hours just for 90 minutes and they just get beat, to be fair. I've doubted that several times this season too. But it's a calling, isn't it? Yes, I totally agree. I know it's doom and gloom, but I genuinely think we'll be fine next season. Assuming we get a decent manager, Pochettino is that. Uh, we clear the dead wood, please Ziyech and Pulisic be first out of the door and make a couple of sensible signings. Uh, d- uh, defensive midfielder, goalkeeper, centre forward, please. I couldn't agree more with that. We all Ian, agree with you Ian. here. We Ian. all agree. Ian Burgess is magic. Uh, very good, Trish. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so who's better than you, Sabio? Uh, uh, Osgood! Yes. Oh, no, good is better than you, Sabio. Benfica are in for... Or United are in I'm for... Sorry, sorry, I went back to the beginning of the song. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So we all agree. Benetti is better than Yashin. And Osgood is better than you, Sabio. And United are getting a thrashing. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's sorry, all we, we got... We, we, we do this, Ian. We kind of go off track. Uh, right, four. As important, we really need a bastard. Bastard. A horrible niggly bastard. A bastard only we can love. We're just too nice. Maybe we should get Richard Sharp. Uh, five. I feel for Frank. I assume by the time this is read, if ever. Uh, ooh. Well, oh, ooh. Oh, no, yeah, oh, no. No, no, we no, 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 we no, no. We read them. We are good. We read. We read them. Anyway, I, I assume by the time this is read, uh, he's still in charge. It's a tough spot, but he's also not helped himself with some absolutely bonkers team selections. Again, yes, Ian, I, I totally agree with everything you say. I've got nothing else to say except keep up the good work. Hopefully, we'll bump into you for a pint of something fizzy, home or away. Yes, indeed. And keep the blue flag flying high. Up the Chelsea, Ian, at Mr. Ian Burgess. Now, I mean... San Pellegrino. Well, in your case, maybe. I'll, I'll, I'll settle for a... I had a, a drinking... I don't even know what I was drinking on Saturday, but it was a craft lager and it was very nice. Anyway, um, Ian, Ian, Ian. Uh, I mean, totally, utterly brilliant email. I mean, we absolutely agree with every word you said in that, but I'm not surprised, you see, because, you know, there are plenty of decent Chelsea supporters out there who get it, you know, uh, and you are clearly one. Now, here's the funny thing. I did notice this on Twitter the other week that you corresponded with somebody going on about podcasts and stuff and somebody said you should listen to the Chelsea fan cast and here you are having listened to it and written in and, and saying that you enjoy it now Ian I think I followed you on Twitter you clearly know a few people I know and you've clearly said some very sensible things on Twitter for which I decided to follow you um, so my presumption was I mean this is 
it kind of tells me, doesn't it? It shows what a bunch of pompous, arrogant farts we can all be. I just gaily presume that you've been listening to the show for years. So when I saw your little chat with somebody saying, who? What? No, no, listen to that. I was thinking, <laughs> what the fuck? I've been following you for ages and you haven't figured out that we do this podcast. It's actually not too bad. But uh, it did. It really made me chuckle, mate, I have to say. Uh, and then and then you send in an email. It's kind of made my day, really. So there we go. And yes, it would be lovely to have a bit. I mean, for me, as you well know, we've not been listening to the show for a long time, so maybe you don't. But for me... The beauty of doing this, doing the show, is we've got to meet so many people that we get to have a beer with at the games and have a proper chat, and it's uh, it's really what it's all about. Not about influencing. We couldn't influence our way out of a paper bag, matey. That is for sure. Anyway, next, J.K. Perhaps we should have paper bags. Maybe that we should. With our with Chelsea fancast written on them, and that might... doesn't really work on radio, does it? No, no. Not really. <laughs> 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 uh, this vision of all of us with paper bags on our heads trying to advertise Chelsea Frank. Anyway, Tate Osborne. Tate, hello, Chidge and JK. Firstly, happy birthday to JK. Thank you very much indeed. And the CFFC. Uh, I'm a new listener, but I look forward to the pod every couple of times a week. I think this summer I might go back to some of your older pods to pass the football this month, especially as I don't actually know what a Chelsea fancast episode where you've had reason to praise the players <laughs> manager is like. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. listen, listen to Monday's take because we were very uh, we were praiseworthy. We were pra- very praise, pra- praise very, very happy we were, with reservations, but we were we were good. Having said that about the football this summers, it might be different this year. Living in the States, we're trying to go to one or two of the matches the Blue Bloys blue, 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 play over here during pre-season. Yeah, but going to be I would go to those because I say there'll be a new manager, be a interesting interesting assessment period for, for you to make. Um, there should be a lot more of a re- refreshing air around the club by then with a the new manager. You're th- saying what I just said. Thinned out squad and exciting additions in Unkunko Gusto. Hopefully someone up front. Yeah, I wonder who on earth that is going to be. It's it's exciting. On that striker note, that assist from Isaac versus Everton the other day, what a player he is. I'm impressed by him every time I watch him play. I think he's someone that would have been perfect for our vacant number nine position. So it's a shame we didn't go for him before he ended up on Tyneside. But indeed, you just think, how do these people slip through nets when we've got all these digital experts, these gurus? But, oh, much will be uh, expected of them. I don't quite know how that works with Pochettino, whoever it's going to be as well with the manager, but what do I know? Um, who do you think will end up as our striker next season? Alba is all gone, all but gone already. Broger will hopefully stay. Um, I don't think he'll be the backup because of his injury this season. Actually, well, to be slightly uh, polemical here, Tate, I'm not a great fan of Broger. And I know he's very raw, but we keep saying this about players. But he appears to have a couple, one trick to me, which he just runs very quickly at the goal. And I think, well, having said that, though, we haven't seen the best of him and he's a youth. So I don't expect him to be a major player next season. I think they're going to get someone else. I think he'll be there as a as a backup. In fact, we keep forgetting that Broger is there, don't we, Chidge? Because no. he's been injured. No, you don't. You, no. He's near uppermost in your thoughts. No, so. well, I wouldn't say he's uppermost in my thoughts, no, no. to okay. be precise. But, uh, yeah. look, I, I think it's very... I mean, actually, um, I mean, you you know, when it, when it fucking rains, it pours, doesn't it? Because um, yeah. Broger 
as JK said, he's not wrong. You know, he is very raw. Uh, he's very inexperienced at the the, the, the the traditional Chelsea level. He did very well at Southampton and he looks a really good prospect. What I like about him is he's got speed, pace, he's direct. Uh, he runs his heart out and he's quite a unit as well. You know, he's quite physical. All of which I like. And he's not scared of having a shot. He's not, I mean, you know, all the things that J.K. and I have moaned about about our, 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 our pretend strikers this season. He will shoot on sight, you know. He runs around into space. He's got a lot of potential, but he is young. So that's all it is at the moment. It's interesting, isn't it, Chit? We, we've almost forgotten about him because, because of his injury. Well, yeah, well, because... well, I was about to say, I mean, the cruel irony for both Brozier and Chelsea is that had he not got injured, we would have found out how good he was. And also he may have improved as a consequence because I'm telling yes. you now, yes. he yes. would have played ahead. It, it, unless you're an absolute fucking imbecile as a manager... You would have picked him ahead of our pretend strikers such as Havertz, Felix, Sterling, yes. Aubameyang. Yes. You know, yes. if he didn't play 30 matches this season, I will yeah. eat this microphone. And yeah, what happens? Right. What yeah. happens? He gets fucking injured for the season. So basically next season, he, he it's like restart. Possibly worse because you don't know how he's going to recover from that injury. And we will get, a, so hopefully, somebody who is a striker who actually can put the ball in the back of the net. So I'm afraid he, he will be worse off next season than he would have been this season had he not got injured. And I think that is so tragic, frankly. It really is. So the jury will be out. And, of course, remember, we will have less games next season. It'll be just league games and, and cup games. No guarantee of a big cup run, of course. So, you know, there will be less games next season to try out any youngsters. So... It will be very interesting. I, I really hope that we uncover a diamond. I always do. But I think he's in a much worse place next season already than he would have been had he not got injured this season. Yes. Um, and anyway, we not, the next thing, of course, which uh, Tate brings up rather beautifully, is, um, is Lukaku. And he says, we have the lump coming back, uh, or the bag of cement, as I like calling him. And while everyone desperately wants him gone... I'm afraid Poch, I'm not sure it's Poch, Tate, but you might be right, might want to, in bracket, in quotes, look at him in pre-season. But once again, that's actually, that's a, that, that's a, a, a what if that we never ever, we we're not really taking into account, are we, Chidge, for the new manager? So that's going to be really interesting. Um, I personally think that they'll sort out a, another loan deal at, at Inter. Be interesting to see how he does in the um, semi-final tomorrow. Anyway, um, uh, Ozimen is the name going round because who else really is there? I think he's at 120 million, so who knows whether they'd buy him or not. I don't think so. Yeah, Pochettino might be able to somehow get Kane in the door, which would be the most ideal because he's a prem, as prem proven as you can get, except we wouldn't be in the Champions League. And he's worked with Poch. Yeah, there'd be riots in North London if Kane scores the winner for us versus them at White Hart Lane and goes to hug Poch. Uh, off the back of Potter's re uh, reign um, stroke ruin, I naively thought bringing in Frank would re reconstruct the fractured remains based on his stature with the club alone and that I didn't think it could get worse, but it has truly been awful. I think JK is right. He didn't watch us before he joined. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but um, as, as Dan said on Monday, why should he? Um, his decisions are ludicrous. I can't understand how people so successful in this sport, like Lamps, Ashley Cole and Joe Edwards, can get so much wrong so consistently. 
He was first appointed about one or two days before Wolves away. We just before we just performed quite well relative to other games this season versus Liverpool. And with one day of training, Lamps goes back to a back four. I agree completely with you there. Absolutely, Tate. I thought that meant he wanted to stick with a back four for the rest of the season and do it his way. Next was Madrid away, where he immediately reverted to a back three. What was the point of going back four versus Wolves if you're going to change the system again before Madrid? Then we have Brighton, where again he went back four. Then it's Madrid at home. We have a 2-0 deficit. At this point, I expect him to stick with the back four, but put Reese on Vinicius, Mudrik on Carvajal, and go for it, because what is there to lose? No, back three. Then, of course, most recently, Brentford, back three. And that's just the system. I haven't even mentioned Kante and Gallagher starting as wingers last two games. Yes, um, Sakaria, who just appears to have, you know, that it's almost... He's actually had a worse season, hasn't he, Chidge, than Saul? Because at least Saul played quite a bit. Um, but we had a cup run that helped. But Sicaria just has not. He hasn't been given opportunity to uh, to show how good he was. I think he played well in a couple of games. We were thinking, oh, there's a possibility there. We he might be a player for next season. It's out of the window now. He won't be. He won't. It won't be renewed. He'll be back back to Juventus. Uh, Zakaria randomly starting versus Brighton. The persistence of playing the waddling Sterling. That's very well observed, Tate. He, he does waddle. Well, he, he does waddle. He's a duck, isn't we used he? To sh- we used to chant to him when he played for City, and I know this sounds horribly misogynistic, so apologies for those who of you who have no, We can't say this, Chidge. We can't. You can't say it. Well, he you runs can't. like a duck. No, 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 you can't say that. No, no. Horrible. He does run like a you know. No, but no, 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 no. He, he waddles. He waddles like a duck. His, he can runs. See. Can you see that he, he runs like? Yeah, this, yeah, but, but his yeah. arms like are flapping okay. from his okay. elbows like that. Yeah. Anyway, and bringing on players who don't give one like Zayek. Yes, but then of course at the weekend Zayek did. So did Sterling. Ah, ah, banging my head in despair. Um, if you looked at Chelsea's team in I don't know, let's say 2009-10 when we won the double. Czech, Cole, JT, Carvalho, Branner, Mikel, Ballack, Lamps, Maluda and Elka Didier. Yes, but they're all wonderful. You know, even Maluda had been shit, but came good. And Elka was a wonderful player. I mean, really wonderful, wonderful player in Elka, apart from missing the penalty in the, uh, um, the Champions League Cup final. Didier, wonderful, had the odd terrible game. Lamps, wonderful. Ballack, wonderful. Mikel, wonderful. Branner. What a what a group of players. Back then, if someone asked you who would make the best manager out of that team, you'd probably say JT or Lamps due to their leadership. I think what we know of managers now, players don't make, great players don't make great managers. Some of them do, but it's rare. As a player, Lamps was so clever tactically, had the work ethic to match. He knows what it takes to be the best. What's missing from being a top manager? What is he missing from being a top manager? He should have all the parameters to be successful. He's certainly missing experience, but it's not like he's getting everything else correct. I feel bad for him because he's coming to try and save his club, but we're just a mess. Um, that's not to say he should be doing much better, though. Of course, the problems are rooted well beyond Frank, but I think we've all been massively disappointed with his stint. I think, though, just to interrupt your terrific mail here, um, which has got a bit to go, Tate, actually, but I actually think it, through winning at the weekend and being and being very honourable about everything... I I don't think he's, I I don't think he's impaired his image with the club I don't at all. Think that ever would have happened. No, but I, I'm. I just mean as a, as a manager, I think we're now much more sympathetic to how he's trying, been having to deal with this. Actually, I think because it hasn't been a complete disaster. 
I mean, I thought one win out of 10 might be a complete, let's see, but uh, let's see how he does against Forrest. But um, uh, he, he's, 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 he's made some very good statements. I, I like him as a, I think he's, yes, if he was a better manager, it'd be great because diplomatically he's absolutely excellent. And his communication skills are, are terrific. Anyway, um, the season's in turmoil. So exciting, the fans. So exciting, the fans, is the least Frank can do now. We just want to score a goal, let alone win. We don't want to see players like Alba Zayek and Sterling. They're making 100,000 plus a week, whether they play or not. They don't care. Play players who want it. Silva's been amazing as usual. I generally feel bad for that bloke. In the twilight of his incredible career at 38 years old, still head and shoulders above any other player in our squad. He's probably aged a good few years <laughs> having to put up with this shit show of a season. Given the rest of the season off, he doesn't deserve to be embarrassed by the mercenaries in the side. The players I want to see with the majority of the minute left in the season, minutes left in the season are Kepper, goalkeeper, uh, right back Trev or uh, Trev or Dave. Well, Trevor played excellently in the weekend. Um, Dave, out of respect, he's put he's captain, probably going to leave, let him play a bit, and he always tries. It's a tricky one, isn't it, about Dave? Whether you give him a go or whether you, um, I think he's going to have to get a go because everybody's getting injured. Um, uh, if he plays Trevor there again, I think Dave will have to come on because who else is there now that uh, Chile's been injured again? Um, uh, centre back Fofana, Badia, Shield, or Silva. I mean, I, I I would keep Silva every time. I think he's the bedrock. And um, Fofana's injured at the moment, but Badia Shield was terrific at the weekend. Um, left back Chile or Hall? Chile injured. Hall, interesting one. Fans calling for him at Bournemouth. Um, perhaps he'll get a game, but it'll be on the left, of course. Yeah. Um, uh, that's where Chile plays, yeah. Uh, um, central midfield, Enzo, Kante, Gallagher, Havertz, Chukwemeka. Chukwemeka, what a strange one that is. What a strange one. Hasn't... What was that all about? Supposedly came to Chelsea to get more playing time. Top Arsenal player. Doesn't play. Um, once again, down to training. We don't know what's going on. Uh, right wing, Medweke. Well, he's played and he's been excellent. Um, uh What's that? St. Central. What? Striker, mate. Oh yes, striker. Sorry, I'm so not used to seeing that striker word. Striker, light, mate. Striker, striker. Uh, Felix or Didier Drogba? No, no, no. What's DD? Who's DD? I think he might mean Fafana. Yes, he must mean Fafana. DD Fafana. Yeah, Fafana's not doing anything. Uh, I don't know what's happened to him. Played a couple of times for the um, development squad. Was substituted. Uh, Gone off the boil. Um, Felix, interesting one. Doesn't seem to figure under Frank. Let's see what happens. Scored a good goal at the weekend. Mudrick, yeah, agree completely. But that's what he's. That's what we've all been crying out for. And they and the weekend he played Mudrick and Mudrick uh, with Havertz as the focal, and it it was so much better. Anyway, I think it's mathematically impossible for us to get relegated now. It is after Bournemouth. Who cares if we lose all the games left? Well, I think if we hadn't won against Bournemouth, we wouldn't be having that thought. Um, it'd be an upgrade on the dross we're watching now if we can at least score some goals while doing it. In a recent pod, you guys went through the squad and said who stays and goes. Did it myself. Got 15 out of 30 to stay. That isn't, clu isn't including our two lone players, Zachariah, who will obviously leave Felix, who I do think will flourish with a proper system because his quality is undoubted, but I can't endorse us spending uh, upwards of 80 million or when we need to buy a proper nine, a proper six, or maybe a goalie too. Another loan for Felix or giving Atleti the lump in a swap deal uh, is the only way I'd like to see him stay. We've got Nkunku coming in. We already have Kai who will occupy similar positions to Felix. 
It's a case of Felix or Mace, and it's not even a debate. Mace stays, yes, obviously. On to Pochettino. I was never fond of Poch initially. Given some thought, I do think he's the right man. I watched a bit about him to get a better idea of him as a manager. Two and a half ago, he went on Monday Night Football and Jamie Carragher asked him about his managerial philosophy. And in the 2013-14 season, his Southampton side was the team that covered the most ground per game, 117.3 kilometres. Here's a very interesting point, Tate. He really, apparently, I was reading... He, he doesn't like playing with the ball till the afternoon. He keeps gets them running in the morning. Morning is fitness. And uh, the one thing we've been lacking completely is a press. We don't press, we haven't pressed since Tuchel. And I know it's knackering and I know it causes injuries, but there has to be some element of the press in the, uh, um, in, in the well, they, performance. They've been Look, injured to buggery all season. And they, it's all season they have. The mic. They've been injured to buggery all season. Yeah, yeah. And you I've never at, seen them press less. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You look at Brighton, it's, pressing is so much part of their success. So why didn't Potter instil that then? Uh, well, you, uh, what the fuck was well, that? Well, I mean, like? I think he was scared of Bowley and he was scared of the players. Yeah. Oh, OK, don't want to run around today, lads. That's yeah. all right. Let's play tiddlywings. Yeah, yeah. It's the process. all part of the process. Yeah. You know, it's, it's all, about, it's all about loving each other and getting on well. <laughs> fuck off. It, it says so in my... Uh, my uh, emotional, emotional intelligence book. Emotional intelligence manual. Anyway, um, the next best was 4K, uh, f- uh, four kilometres behind them. During that season, Spurs were t- 20th of that statistic with 106.9 kilometres per game. Lampard said in the press a week ago, our squad wasn't fit. And I heard in an email last week, we're in the bottom three of the yeah. work rate table. I think Gallagher Conte probably account for 50% <laughs> of the running of our entire squad has done of late since they appear to be playing every position. On the other hand, Sterling must account for negligible amounts. I think you should do a standing still ratio on Sterling. Anyway, Poch then the joined Spurs. teapot ratio. Teapot, yeah. Then joined Spurs, at the jumping an inch off the ground. That was That's what Lukaku used to do. Anyway, Poch then joined Spurs, of course, and got them to 114 kilometres per game. We need a manager to get the rocket up these players. I think Poch would be good. Yeah, so do I, actually. I do too. People say he bottled the Champions League final with Spurs. It's Spurs. That Spuds team he had was pretty good, but Pochettino was definitely the superstar of it. Up the Chelsea, Tate. I agree completely about that. Very, really fine mail, Tate. Really fantastic. And um, it, it, let's hope it is Pochettino. Let's hope they don't fuck it up or something happens. Because nah, nah, they've been, well, the rumour is the moment, isn't it, that, that he's going to be offered the Madrid job or whether that's just the people that are trying to undermine it. The uh, Spurs supporters undermining it. The Madrid job because um, they might not offer it to, 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 uh, um, to um, what's his face? Um, Brendan Rodgers? No, no, sorry. I'm at the end of the, the um, not the Spurs job, the uh, Real Madrid, they might, they might, um, they might sack uh, the current manager. Who's my mind is Carlo. Carlo, yeah, Carlo. I was going to say Curicini. I'm so tired now. Um, Carlo, uh, what's his surname? Ancelotti. Oh yeah, Ancelotti. Yeah, our great, great manager. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, the mind went for a second. Right, okay, we need to hope for a break, people. J.K. needs to have a lie down, some brain and surgery, and a cup of tea. Going to get some sugar and, and, a, yeah. and a cup of tea. Can we do that, Chich? We can. We are, in fact, as J.K. Uh, prescient as always we are going to have a quick break and then we'll be back for part two phew away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery you in order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com 
Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast, the In Off The Post show with me, Stanford Chidge, and him, Mr. Jonathan Kidd, reading your one... Eop, lad. E-bargum. Reading your bastard. Uh, reading your lovely emails. Uh, and they have been very lovely too. We've had some brilliant emails in part one, haven't we, JK? Oh, brilliant. Quite brilliant. Wonderful. So there we go. More brilliant ones to come. First of which is from the lovely James Giffin. He says, G'day, Chidge and JK. I assume that this will be on in off the post. You presume or assume correctly, James, due to the hundreds of emails being sent in after being walloped by Arsenal. Hence me not including and superb guest in my opening greeting. <clears throat> I've been listening to the fancast for a good three years or so now and enjoyed as near as damn it all of them. However... These last few months, I'm finding myself not looking forward to them due to the chain of woeful results. Oh. I backed Potter to the hill, arguing with anyone that would listen that it wasn't his fault. It's the players, it's the physios, it's the size of the pitch, etc, etc, etc. Then we lost to Southampton, and I said, fuck <laughs> this goofy prick, fuck fucking off. Oh, great. Yeah. Now, <laughs> how did Chelsea fix this? Let's get Lampard in, making the excuse me, making the same mistakes he did at Chelsea before, then Everton and now Chelsea again. Who the shit thought this was a good idea? Well, plenty of podcast folk did, blindly loyal to their favourite son. JK was asked, uh, sorry, JK was correct when asked rhetorically, did he not study or watch Chelsea this season? Evidently not. And now look, he's a fucking clueless idiot and I want him gone immediately. His legacy is being tarnished every minute he's back. Now, I'm sorry, James, but um, 
that comment can fuck the fucking off because actually I think you've got it utterly wrong. And I don't think, I mean, I think that's laying a pretty hefty accusation at us. We all said the reason he was brought in was a PR move to appease the fans because the supporters who go to the matches week in, week out, love Lampard and they weren't going to get on his back. I think the club quite rightly knew that this season was stuffed beyond repair, which we all knew. Um, they couldn't get uh, another manager and they couldn't get the manager they wanted to come in because they're still negate, uh, dealing with his contract. So, you know, I know we love winning. I know the expectation is to win. But, you know, I don't think Lampard was necessarily brought... Lampard wasn't brought in to turn everything around and win every match. I think that was always going to be an unrealistic expectation. You know, he was basically, as J.K. and I were saying at the beginning of the show, actually, he was brought in, I think, very much to kind of re chelsea the club where it had gone wrong. And if the if the owners have done that for that reason, then that's good. Yes, he's not the best manager in the world. We know that. But, you know, his his legacy won't be tarnished by anybody, you know. Honestly, no real true supporter of Chelsea will see Lampard's legacy tarnished. It just won't happen. I think most of them will be level-headed about it. And uh, want him gone immediately. Why? We've got five games left. We're not going to get relegated. We're not going to get... It, it, the season went... The season went bloody back in November, let alone, you know, when we should have fired Potter, you know, a lot earlier, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, so I think, I think you know, look, fair play. You can get passionate and, and boisterous about it. We all do on the show every week. And I wouldn't ever disabuse you doing that. But I do think that's a bit extreme. Um, yeah, he is our favourite son. What the fuck? What do you think, JK? I agree with you completely, Chis, as we've been uh, we've been chatting about before. I, um, I, th- I think he was. Uh, I think um, uh, James was saying that the person could fuck off was was um, was Potter. Rather oh yes, than... he did. No, I do apologise. He did, he did. But yeah. he called he called Frank a fucking clueless idiot. I don't think that's fair. No, 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 no. Well, he yes, that's true. But he he. Uh... I do agree with fuck this goofy prick though. Yeah, yeah. I wish yeah. I wish we'd come up with that on the show at the time. Actually, that's much, much funnier than the version we came up with. We came up with, but no, I, 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 uh, I'm inclined to agree with with James that um, uh, it, it it all was all round the houses with Frank, wasn't it? I just think that it's taken him this long to finally get a a side together who look you know more than decent it's a wrong expression who actually looks as if they're playing in the right positions that i don't understand what why he's he's gone round the houses to do that but um but he was on a hiding to nothing frank really wasn't he coming in in that situation and i think uh i think if well, we establish we'll be looking back on this in, in a couple of years time and establish that he as we've said before it was that it's the chelseafication it's to re-establish that um you know, it, it's it that Chelsea means something. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, look, we, we I, I agree with you, and I agree with James that the team selections have been bonkers at times, as somebody else said. I can't understand why he was swapping systems all the time. Tate was saying it in part one, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't, I can't understand some of his decisions. I think you're right to question that, and and I would agree with you, James, for doing that. But I don't think you can. You know, I mean, as I said, I, th- I just think it was, it's incredibly naive to expect anybody to have come in in the absolute omni shambles of a clusterfuck that was this club, having gone through what they went through with Tuchel in the dying days of Tuchel, with the club being taken over, with Bowley coming in, fucking it royally up, hiring an idiot like Potter, etc., etc., etc. 
you know, I mean, Pep, Brian, we said it on the show the other week, Brian Clough wouldn't have come in and made any bloody difference. You know, the the the, 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 the players chucked it in, mate. Nobody was going to turn that around. So I, I don't I don't necessarily blame Frank for that. And I do I do think genuinely, as I said on Monday night's show, I think he's been I mean, you know, I'm not going to be naive, too. I mean, you know, he's not a he's not a fool. He's, he's come here thinking, well, if I did get them to win every game, it's not going to do my CV any harm and I might get a decent job. So, yeah. I, as I said, he's being selfishly selfless. Because I really do think he's taken one for the team. I think he genuinely loves the club and he came in for that reason to try and give something. If not, winning a lot of matches, which, you know, was there for all to see. So, you know, I think maybe we maybe uh, maybe we need to think about that too. But anyway, you're allowed your opinion. And uh, if I was a little bit harsh in my reply, you clearly touched a nerve. So well done you. Anyway, I shall carry on. Uh, I have, uh, where did I get to? There we go. I have a fantastic image in my head of Graham Potter sitting in his modest yet nice home, reclining leather couch. <laughs> I don't think it'll be modest after all the money he's been well, given. Why? He's sitting in a bloody palace, mate, with a crackling solid timber side table, large wall-mounted TV and a dartboard with the crest Chelsea blue tacked on the front. But he's put enough holes in it in that for today. He sat watching his old team playing Brentford, enjoying a nice pot of tea and a chocolate digestive <laughs> or two to further enhance the enjoyment. He has rather a, idyllic, actually. It is. It? I'm, I'm quite envious, actually. Yeah, he, has, yeah. he has a smug smile on his face, watching what he had seen for months before. He goes back to the kitchen at halftime to sneak a few more biscuits without the wife seeing and just muttering the words throughout the second half, told you so, told you so, goes to me, you, every Chelsea fan from here to Timbuktu, Todd, the other guy, and anyone else connected to the club. 6am, 30th of 5th, uh, 21. I'll put it uh, put it real in real words. We beat City 1-0 in my greatest sporting moment. I was driving back home from our supporters club in Perth, Australia. The thought popped into my head, I think I'm, <laughs> I think I'm done now. Times were never going to get better. Not possible. The Club World Cup was nice, as was the Super Cup, but the two real cups last season were a massive disappointment. What I'm worried about as a fan who's really become a glory follower is what is the actual chance of us winning anything of significance again. There um, there are six or seven massive teams in England, two in Spain, a few in Italy, one in France and one or two in Germany. The chance and probability of us having a dynasty of success in Europe won't happen. End of. And the chance of winning five out of ten Premier Leagues in the next decade is not possible either. The league is too competitive now and the fan base of all clubs is too bigoted and visceral to accept that. If City don't win the Champions League this season, Guardiola will be, back, will be lucky to keep his job. No, I don't think so. Failure, no, failure at the big table has been too frequent for him. How many seasons of non-success with, uh, will, will we be able to handle before we admit that we in fact don't watch for entertainment, but for glory. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a really good point, James. I don't I don't know the answer to that. Um, I mean, I think I think we love. I mean, you know, you, J.K. and I would both say we love nothing more than to see Chelsea win. I mean, you know, I was at Bournemouth on Sunday, Saturday was it Saturday, and I've been smiling like a you know Cheshire cat ever since. Um, when we lose, I get I get down. But do I do I I I never go in the expectation that we're gonna like you know smash everybody out of sight that we meet. I never go with that. But that's because I supported us when that didn't really very never really happen. I mean that's only happened in a brief tenure of my lifetime, which was 
really under the Mourinho and the Carlo years, I think. Was the I think that was that was Chelsea at our most dominant. Um so do I go for the glory? No. I I certainly don't go for entertainment because I don't expect that either. Um so there we go. But I'm I'm me, but I, I, I hear what you're saying. I think I think the game has changed to that degree. Uh, anyway, this email is a ramble of a madman, mad at everything. What's that wonderful uh quote? Was it from the swimming pool? Um Richard is it Richard Top Peter Finch, isn't it? I'm as mad as hell, that one. You know what I mean, JK? Yes, yes. I'm as mad yes. as hell. I'm just not gonna take it anymore. Yes. We need to clip that out and put it on this show as a sting, I think. It would be very good. Uh, uh, I've now reached the point that I'm not bothered to lose or that happy when we win. I've enjoyed the victories and hated the losses. I don't need this anymore. I've got two children and I'm raising them to either be to, to be either skateboarders or real Madrid fans. I'll let the <laughs> fan cast decide. Mate, skateboarders better than Madrid fans. You know every that. Time, every time. Because they could then turn to being Chelsea skateboarders. Exactly. Keep up the good work and I'll see you in August after being woken from my slumber and excited about our new signings. James, you sound, I mean, ramblings of a madman. You sound thoroughly pissed off mate and i get it i get it i get it i get it and you know what i i i I hear you you know i've got a whole i live in i live about you know two hours outside of london now i've got my lovely allotment where i grow shit and it takes me away from everything and i i do and i have questioned myself many a time this season do i need this shit and of course the answer is absolutely not but uh i go we win a match it all changes. I see all the people I love, and it, and I, and, I, and I'm very lucky in that respect. And I know that you're in Australia. It's probably you know it's clearly a little bit different. I get it. I get it. But uh, keep the faith, mate. This is the point. Is James? This is really what football is about. You cannot have the ups without the downs. It is a fact of life. Every team will go through a cycle. Every team, you know, it happens all the time. It's always happened. It will happen to us. But we, I think we'll be back, mate. Keep the faith. And uh, you just you got to get you know get, get your enjoyment out of following the club where you can, rather than rather than depending on them delivering it for you. Because I think if you depend on that, you will ultimately be very disappointed. Isn't that right, J.K.? Yes, and I think I I I don't think you need to be negative about next season because uh, I think they'll get it right. I really don't. I, I I think this has been an appalling learning curve for them. I don't think they're going to be as 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 idiotic next year. Um, I think they appreciate you need a much higher status, more higher status manager, and uh, um, uh, with who will have outlined his already to them what he would be prepared to do. And I think it's just a question of arranging the finances for getting all the players that he wants in and getting rid of the others. I'm not quite sure how they're going to do that, but I I don't see next season as being um, uh, anything like this season. I think it's going to be uh, really fascinating and I think in places really joyous because I think it'll just get better and better because if you look at the, 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 the essence of the side, they've got some very decent players in there who can only get better. I think Fernandez will be really a really top, top class midfielder and... Um, uh, and if they do just get a goalkeeper, a central midfielder, and a striker, I think that may just just iron everything out. But let us see. That is part of the process. The, the, the awful thing to use the word process after Potter seems to have made it into a kind of slumber fest. The whole process himself using your word there, working from my slumber. But um, no, I, I I have I have great hopes. 
I have great hopes. So we so have high down. hopes. We have high, high apple pie in the sky hopes. So every time you're feeling off that again, yeah, that's enough of that. Um, this is now from <laughs> Paul Smith. Hi guys, sitting at home watching the Brentford game. I was looking at the crowd and thinking to myself, "You poor bastards!" Got me thinking of season seventy-nine when we finished last. But even then, it wasn't as bad as this shit. At least in seventy-nine, we had bollocks and fight. The players cared. Players, players cared. They probably just wasn't good enough. They weren't. No, we went down, but they were much better than the class of 23. Well, that's what we've been talking about, Paul, this effort and this commitment. Absolutely agree. But once again, the weekend, we saw it and it was a lot better, epitomised by um, Connor and uh, the twins, the Conte twins rushing around like um, of old. Anyway, I remember the horrid 3-0 lose at home to Leeds that season. The Chelsea fans made it a bit exciting outside after the game. <laughs> Yes, they tended to do that. Uh, I went to the Bolton game too. We were 3-0 down at half-time. I remember Chelsea fans in the shed walking out, going mad, slagging them off. Yes, the fans used to moan back then too. I stayed to watch one of the best comebacks of all time. Me too. I was there as well, there, Paul. Um, I think there were only 20 minutes to go. Uh, Clive Walker came on and scored. We ended up winning 4-3. As a young 14-year-old, the most exciting game I'd ever been to. The class of 23 couldn't come back from 1-0 down let alone 3-0. It was Trevor Aylott, wasn't it, as well? And uh, Allardyce putting through his own goal. Um, I went to QPR, a nil-nil draw away that season. I don't remember seeing a QPR fan outside. Not the many in, in the loft either. Lol. Uh, Spurs 1-3 home game was horrible, still better than this season. I remember Chelsea fans looking for Spurs fans in the Fulham Road. Yeah, that happened a lot. I'm sure the song, the Spurs came in one by one, and one by one, they all got done and started at this game. I might be wrong. Maybe JK will know. Um, I remember the song. I don't remember when it started, though. But I remember that whole process of coming out of the game and um, and seeing people looking for other fans. And I was always thinking, oh, God, I better hide behind this car. Open the car. Oh, God, I better hide. Where should, where should I go and hide? Because it really, it used to get really uh, frightening. Oh, oh. You see people being kicked in front of you. Oh, God, thinking then the police would have been thinking, oh, no, don't, I've done nothing. No, don't arrest me, please, God. Anyway, um, it was a terrible season. I still think it was better than this bloody year. Brentford went 2-0 up and Chelsea fans left in big numbers, leaving empty seats. I was watching on TV. Reminded me of 79, but back then it didn't seem quite as bad. It should do as we ended up 22nd and got relegated. Going to shoot Tommy Langley, was top scorer with about 12 goals. Um going to shoot. Tommy Langley was top scorer with about 12 goals. Looking forward to the fan cast, end of season party guys. Let us know the date, Mr. Chidge. Mm. Take care. We need, we need to do that, don't we, Chidge? We need to get a party. Well, indeed, I was going to put a, a, a message on the WhatsApp group sometime this week uh, suggest, saying, give me, some, give me some dates when all of us are are free in the next, well, in June, in June or July, and then we'll do it. But I, I'm thinking of inviting, um, obviously, all of us. Lot. It'd be nice, as it's our 15th year belated celebrations, it'd be nice to invite some of the older people that, you know, people we've had back in the day and a few other friends and familiar faces and uh, a few of our Discord listeners. Uh, and uh, I think Paul certainly should uh, should be on the list. As uh, I, I have a lovely picture, which I must send you, Paul. I keep promising to do this. Of you and me and Lauren and Walter in the Southern Cross after Chelsea won the Europa Cup in 2013, where we had all watched it together and got absolutely battered. That's a great pic of you in a in the in the amazing you know you know the yellow away shirt we had with the zigzag on it. 
JK. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Paul was wearing that. So I must send that to you, Paul. So yes, it's uh, it's in hand, my boy. It's in hand. But um, I, Paul, I agree completely with you about the the effort. And um, even as you say, even when we were um, relegated that season, there were there were people making. You know, there were commit. There was commitment. There was effort. There were. But you know, it's a very different time in history for the club. So uh, I suppose you can not forgive, but you can understand more. But uh, at least we haven't got relegated. So, uh, but yeah, good good stuff, mate. Terrific. Indeed. Right, uh, James Chakrala. I think that's how I pronounce it. Chidge. Chakrala. 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 Chidge, 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 Chidge. I'm tardy yet again, but wanted to pass along my congratulations on 15 years of the fancast. I've been with you for probably 14 of those, and I want you to know how much I've appreciated having you and the gang as part of my Chelsea experience. I'm listening to the anniversary show now. Hard to believe that nobody mentioned a staple from the early years of the podcast. Oh, fucking hell, I remember this. I remember Cheltel, I think. Yes, it was Cheltel telling fake stories about Arsene Wenger that would end in a ridiculous transition to the Buy the Boys a Beer song. Always made me laugh. Yeah, uh, I remember it too. Tell say, oh, hang on, I've got I've got a phone call. I've got a phone call. And it would be Arsene Wenger. And uh, it was, oh, bless his little heart. Anyway, always, I appreciate, anyways, I appreciate your hard work. Thank you for all you do. Here's to a better year, 15 on the pitch for the club. Uh Keep the blue flag flying high. James Chakrala. What a brilliant email. Thanks, uh, thanks, James. And guess who the next email is from, JK? It's from the man himself. It it's from Tell Tell himself. Um, first of all, congratulations on reaching 15 years. Stanford Chidge is definitely the governor. Listen to the show, which was great stuff. However, I want to correct one thing. You were obviously going from memory but for the sake of the hordes of female admirers that still beat a path to my door today, I did not end up in a gay <laughs> bar. I got it wrong, didn't I? Yes, he did not end up in a gay bar. Sure. In a nutshell, after the promotion at Wolves in 77, we hooked up with some Wolves fans and went on the lash. One of the pubs was run by two, in quotes, lightweight men. On the walls were hats of all sorts, including a huge sombrero. Does that mean that they were they were boxers? They were lightweight. Well, they could have been bantamweight or featherweight. I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah. I think he. I think he means they were gay. That's what oh. he's saying. Yes. Okay. Uh, they all came off the wall, not the the gay men. The hats. They all came off the wall and were running around with the hats on to the horror of the landlords. The locals were rather bemused by it all. Hope that clears it up a bit. Up the chills. Chill tell. Yeah, do you know what tell? I, I do I do I do remember it now and you were right. So basically the the the, the, t- the publican the two publicans were gay and not it wasn't a gay club and I do apologize for getting it the wrong way around but uh, the rest of the story I don't know it was a long time since I'd heard it mate uh, but thank you for clarifying and yes I remember when you told us that story we absolutely just wet ourselves with laughter. I mean chill Tell, I mean, you must come to the party we're going to have, by the way, if you're listening to this. And secondly, uh, it's great to hear from you. How lovely to get an, e- an email from you. You know, the number of people who talk about you to us still uh, to this day is is remarkable. And you, a lot of love comes your way, quite a lot. And uh, a lot of love is coming your way from me and JK right now. Isn't that right, JK? Yeah, absolutely. Perhaps we should have that. We should have. Uh, I had a phone call from Arsene Wenger. Perhaps we should bring that back in. Well, I think the last time we spoke, didn't didn't he send us a message for our five hundredth show? 
I think he he sent in a little message, didn't yeah. it? Tell. I just wonder if that could be a regular thing, just have having phone calls from people who phone us in, phone us up, and uh, and then reenacting them. Yeah, we could. Maybe it's worth it. There's a thought. Right. This is from Michael Murray, dearest Stamford Chidge and Duke of Kid. Hope you're well. I'm a few lagers in, so I apologise in advance for the spilling. Sorry, spelling. Uh, after... I, like, I like you to call it a few largers in L A R G. Okay, I'm a few largers in. Yeah, okay, good. After tonight's performance, I just want to say it. We're shit. The team selection. We're shit. Why the fuck is he picking David right back? I love him, <laughs> but as we all know, his legs are gone. Yeah, Sterling. Completely. Why the fuck are we picking that Gareth? He couldn't hit Yay. a barn door with a machine gun. He paid a part in all three of their goals. I hope he never plays for us again. He looked good in a world-class team like City and not being funny. A child could have put away his goals. He scored them all from five yards out. Uh, Bama Yang, where to start on him? He was shit and needs to fuck off our sap. Why not try Mudrick with Havertz behind in his best position as a number 10? Yes. And let Mudrick scare them with his pace. He did at the weekend, yes. Oh, dear. But on a positive note, Nonny Nonny looked good and gets a goal. I celebrated that goal like no tomorrow. Might be the last goal we score all season. (laughs) Ha ha. I'm hoping to get to a few more games next season and would love to meet in the cock for a beer or ten. So would I, mate. Anyway, enough of my ranting and stroll on next stroll on next season. I like it. Strolling, just strolling by the light of the Not moon. The above. I don't care for the no, no, no. I can't remember. I, I can't care remember. for the with their automobiles. We used to sing it on every show. Oh, my God. We did. Strolling, just strolling. Uh, Enough already. All the best. Michael LeBeuf Murray up the Chelsea. P.S. When I sober up, I will share how I ended up with the middle name of LeBeuf. I'd love to know. Is it it, um, in in, uh, celebration of of the great uh, LeBeuf who played for... uh, Frank LeBeuf, who played for us a few years ago. He's here, he's there, he's every fucking where Frank LeBeuf, Frank LeBeuf. No, he's here, he's there, we're not allowed to swear Frank LeBeuf. I'm so sorry, I do apologise. Is it it because you like beef? It could be that, it could be, yeah, in fact, he's, yeah, he's in his French. Yep. Michael, wonderful email. I love it. I, I love it actually when people send emails and they're a bit tiddly. That would, that's always quite amusing. So well done, you. And I'd love to have a beer with you. The cock, you know where we are. You know how to get older. Just let us know, man, and we'll, we'll be there. Simples. I love the uh, the hatred for the players playing badly. Fantastic. Loved it. Here we go. Oh. Yeah, no, I was just I was looking for the strolling lyrics, but I've got the wrong one. No, don't worry about it. No, I think the moment's gone, is it? Yeah. Uh, it was there, but I d- I just didn't maintain it, did I? Really? Lyrics to strolling. Oh, it's too late now. Fuck it. No. Oh, oh. Sorry, I just won't let this lie. Oh, it's same things come up again. Oh, shut up. Go away. Go. Up. That's right. Um, where are we? Um. Uh, 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 Stephen Villani, do you think it is? Get I do. Vill- I do. Yeah, yeah. Villani, Villani, Villani. Dear Chidge, Jonathan, other esteemed guests. Unless this is an episode of In Off the Post, it is Stephen. Well spotted. 
This is the well-spotted episode. This is my third email to the people that run the greatest Chelsea podcast in the world. Oh, 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 sir, I'm not worthy. I'd like to thank you for all the effort you put into a podcast, which brings such joy to myself and countless other people around the world. Ah, I hope to meet you someday before a match and buy you many beers or sticks of celery. Celery, yes, with salt. Um, I've got a, a, a celery vase, which I never use for celery. I put pens in it. It's not the same, is it? Um, we all know how well last summer's USA tour went, yes, and which uh, predicted the uh, um, the abysmal season that we're currently experiencing. Yes, it, it did precede it. It seems Chelsea will be embarking on another adventure to the new world this summer. Amongst the matches, they'll be playing Wrexham. <laughs> I think that's PR, isn't it? That that um, that game. It'll be a celebration. Uh, other than the monetary rewards, I don't see how this could possibly benefit Chelsea. I think PR, PR be quite good. Either they will smash Wrexham and everyone will say, of course, you're four divisions above them, or else Wrexham, a very well-organised team, will perform appropriately, will hurt Chelsea's image. Yes, we don't really want that to happen. Perhaps that may be arranged beforehand that they're not to win. Um, uh, but no, I think it's a, it's a celebration of... Um, uh, how Americans can um, run football well and cock it up, isn't it, really? Um, anyway, I'm interested in your opinions about this match. That's what I've just said. Also, please give me a score prediction. Oh, 4-0 um, uh, Chelsea. Um, uh, I don't really know, but it depends who... I think, I think. I mean, this is the thing, I, you know, and I, I have to say, and I've said this before, and I sound like a grouchy old son of a bitch, but I'm going to do it again. That, that, you know, the pre-season tours are about two things. One, it's to make the club money in markets that they fit, feel that they can exploit. I'm talking about the Amer America here, America. Okay. Uh, two, what happens in those matches is irrelevant because they are used to get players into fitness and into shape. That's in pre-season. Um, okay, I know we can argue it all sorts of other ways, like it was perhaps the writing was on the wall when we got spanked by Arsenal 4-0 in pre-season. But I don't think I don't think the new owners like that very much. No, they didn't, did they? But that's because they don't understand. Yes. You know, everybody who's watched football for years, we we have this argument every year when we've done a show during preseason. Everybody goes, "We played shit. That player was rubbish." Da, 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 da. It's about getting players' fitness. It's it's not about winning or performances. It's about getting them fit. You know, so you don't, and I, and therefore I think actually what what the owners do, and and it's not just the current lot. Roman was like this too. I think that they exploit these poor old overseas fans who would cut their right arm off to go and see Chelsea play, go and see them play, and they see an absolute pile of shit usually because they see players blowing out their ass. They see, you know, entire sides swapped at half time. You're not, you're, and, I, and I hate to say this, and I do, as I said, sound like a grumpy old man. You're not seeing real football. You're just not seeing it. it, it it's it's a training match. It's not the same thing. And I think they're they're taking the piss out of you by charging the the extortion amount of money that they do uh, to to you know for you to watch it. And I feel for you. I really do. Um, and I think it'll be four all, Steve. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> anyway the next email is uh yeah anyway Stephen, i don't know if you said it in there but yeah come over come, yeah you did say come over to come over to england to london and watch a match and, and come and meet us that's real football all right you'll see a proper football match then 
Um, and look, I'm not I'm not getting all pissy about it being in America either because I went to, I went to see Chelsea play Inter Milan uh, in uh, in the Rose Bowl in Pasadena in 2009, and I. I enjoyed every moment of it because the lovely thing for the Americans is that they all get together. They come from far and wide to go and see their beloved Chelsea. A very rare chance for them to do so, and the atmosphere is lovely. And and I I I, I mean I I just I think time, money, and lack of passport at the moment will preclude me getting over there this summer. But I'm honestly I would if I had the money and the time and a passport I would I would go over there like a shot. It's great to see y'all, but I'm just being very honest about the football that you expect to see out there. All right. Gabriel, the lovely Gabriel Ewan, this is this is a great one. Dear Chidge, JK and guest, inhale. Fuck, 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 fuck. Fucking little shits, fucking disgrace. Fuck off to your fucking beach and don't come back. Fuck. Exhale. Up the chills, Gabriel. You left a fuck out at oh, the top. Oh, no, I, I'm not doing it again. I did okay. not leave a fuck out. I'm sure I didn't. You did, you did. You you missed a fuck. Never mind. Maybe yeah. maybe I'd run out of fucks to give. I'm very clever. Yeah, I set you up for that. You did, yeah. you did. Well done, Gabriel. We hear your pain. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, confusingly, they play well the weekend. Oh, it's so confusing. Um, George Spencer. Dear Chidgy JK and guest, if this is read out on the show. It hasn't been. It's been read out on In Off The Post, George. First of all, please disregard last week's emails. I've merged it into this week's email to create a bumper email. Woo! Uh, finally, a win, an actual win. I've forgotten how those felt, especially at Bournemouth. Ah, we're up to date. Who have given us more than enough grief down the years. It was so good to see Badia Shield eh, get his first Chelsea goal. My heart did initially sink when Five Live announced a goal at Bournemouth when it was 1-1. There was not too much to talk about. Uh, there was not much to talk about last week other than the abject performance at home to Brentford. Got to the point I sacked the Arsenal game off and listened on the radio. The sooner Pochettino takes, ball, takes, char, ball, takes charge, if it is him, the better. Imagine the boiling of piss if he signs Kane. That would be really intriguing. And his first trophy is at the expense of Tottenham. He definitely, as would Arteta, have made Madweke a consistent fixture in the team, first team. Um... I never thought I'd rather have seen Liverpool in the FA Cup final. It would have been absolutely hilarious. The Copaics had also been affected by the train driver's strike on Cup final day. I wonder if Mick Whelan was thinking of the 4-0 loss in the third round when he decided on the strike dates. They do say revenge is a dish best served cold. At least the United fans will still be able to get the Tube and or South Western <laughs> Railway there. Clever, clever. Speaking of Liverpool, because, of course, they all live in London. Speaking of Liverpool, I see Jordan Henderson has put a toenail out of line by daring to sing the national anthem. <laughs> I wonder if the death threats and shirt burnings have started yet. A Brentford fan was actually kicked out of Anfield for giving a wanker sign at the Scousers. I walked out of my sitting room during the booing on Match of the Day. It reminded me of being surrounded by Wrexham beeps at the FA Trophy final last season. For the record, Samuel Eto'o did effectively knock us out of the Champions League in 2014. He conceded the penalty on Diego Costa, which led to Atletico's second goal. Oh. Clever. Didn't know that. Well done, George. God save the King and Chelsea. George Spencer. Uh, what I, I, I watched the Everton 5-1 destruction of... Um, of um, who did they beat? Um, of, of Brighton. And... Um, uh, and and they uh, and all the Everton fans booed the national anthem there as well. So it's not just the Liverpool club; it's everybody in Liverpool. 
So um, Scouts, not English, mate. Hey, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, George, always lovely uh, to hear from you, me old chinois. Uh, yeah, well done, George. Fantastic. Love yeah. it. Love it, it. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't be an email, an in off the post show without a George email, would it? No. He always no, he, he no. and he always has this habit of bookmarking them perfectly. Because uh, this is the last email of the show. And it's from our old mate, Bobby D, Rob Delcini. Hi, Chidge and Jonathan. Here I was, sitting at home at 11pm, contemplating going to bed, catching up on my sleep. You see, I had a devil on one shoulder and an angel on the other. The devil was saying, it'll be shit, you'll fall asleep on the couch. It will make you angry the next day. We're going down, <laughs> as the players don't give a fuck. It's a waste of time. Oh, then the I saw the team sheet. Sorry, mate. Same thoughts this as you. The thoughts that I have. Then I saw the team sheet and noticed a back four. Fuck, the devil wouldn't shut up saying, back four, we're shit with a back four. We'll concede four goals and be humiliated. What a waste of time. Go to bed. But then the angel got up, kicked the devil in the mouth and just said, you're a Chelsea fan and it doesn't matter how shit the team is, you always live in hope. Well, Mr. Devil, where the fuck did that come from? Sterling got an assist when he ran at their back four. Fuck me, even Ziyech was running around. At one stage, he was attacking, ran back, won the ball and defence and was back attacking again. After the game, I woke up at 6am and I thought, did I just dream that? Chidge, pinch me and tell me it was true. Three goals and we're staying up. Take care and up the Chelsea, Bobby D. Uh, Bobby D... It is, in fact, true. I know, as Max Boyce used to say, I know because I was there, Boyle. Wow. Yes. Even when we were watching, we were thinking, oh, this is a bit peculiar. But no, it, it, um, it, it, we had hope, didn't we, Chidge, the second that we read, saw the team lineup. It's interesting, isn't it? The number of times this season we've looked at the team lineup and thought, what the fuck's going on? Particularly under Frank, I'm afraid. But, um, uh, we looked at it and thought, that looks pretty good. That looks interesting. I, I, you know they... what I did in the pub? I said, fuck me, he's picked my team. We're yeah. going to win. Yeah. yeah. You know, because we were, we've been saying it for weeks, haven't we? So, no, well done. Bobby D, I hope you're well. It's lovely to hear from you as always, mate. So there we go. Uh, right, you lovely people. Um, that is all we've got time for tonight. Uh, we will be back this Friday. Uh, for the preview show with me and JK and the housewife's choice, the lovely Clayton Beerman. <laughs> and we will be, of course, previewing the match against We Hate... Was it? How's the song go, JK? Is it We Hate Nottingham Forest, We Hate Arsenal 2? Liverpool, We Hate Nottingham Forest, We Hate Liverpool 2. We Hate, we hate, um, we hate uh, Nottingham Forest, We Hate Liverpool 2. We yeah, hate Man United, Man, and, but Chelsea, Chelsea we, we love, love you. I thought Arsenal got in there somewhere. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I may be too tired. Yeah, anyway. So we've got Nottingham. Yeah. What? I'm trying to think. I'm sure Liverpool's the second one. We're Liverpool too. Perhaps it was and it's evolved. I keep some of these songs I'm singing from. My... I think it's We Hate Nottingham Forest, We Hate Arsenal too. I thought it was We Hate weird. Man United, but... Yeah, but Chelsea, we love yeah. you. All together now. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so there we go. We've got Nottingham Forest on Saturday. Um, no longer a six-pointer. Um, we're hoping for another good, uh, a good win. So we'll be talking about uh, previewing that on uh, on Friday with with Clayton, as I said. A quick shout out for Patreon. Many thank you for all of those who have uh, have signed up to Patreon. Uh, if you want to do so, it's Patreon.com/slash Chelsea Fancast. Um, 
you know you can do- donate a little bit of money every month uh, if you don't it doesn't matter we love you all anyway equally if you do you will eventually when hell or before slightly before hell freezes over you will get a Kerry dixon mini banner if you want one of course you can also join our discord group which is great if you've ever heard me talk about mixler on a on a monday show and a friday show you'll know that there are loads of people in there who listen to the show live uh, and they sit there chatting amongst themselves having a fine old time uh well basically discord is like that but all week 24 7 so it's great fun so do uh, do sign up if you want to uh, and of course, uh, if you want your email, uh, Patreon message, Instagram post, tweet or Facebook message read out on our show, usually in in off the post. Uh, best thing to do is send us an email, though, because then we, we can have a nice read of it. And uh, the email address is chelseafancast at gmail.com. Uh, and you can follow the show on all, all your social media at Chelsea Fancast. And of course, I am on Twitter at Stanford Chidge. Jonathan is at Jonathan Kidd. There we go. Thus endeth another show jake i've enjoyed it tonight it's been great fun reading so these emails have been hilariously brilliant haven't they oh they're always great it's fantastic yeah. see you they're know great. what you know they're what great. they used to say that they used to say didn't they in this country that the, the the country the nation gets the press it deserves which i always thought they meant in a pejorative way i think that we get the emails on this show that the show deserves well, that are better than us, you mean? I think that they're they are they are qualitatively fucking superb, and I think uh, it says a lot about the quality of our show, if I may make so bold. I also think occasionally they're agreeing with us. In the email, they say stuff that we've said that they're agreeing with us, which I like because it means that we're we're exactly on the same page for all of this. Although and occasionally I, I, they I... come up with stuff. You go fuck. That's fantastic. Yeah. I never thought of that. They do Just quite often come up with stuff that we haven't thought of. I, I, I ask, also I quite like it when they completely and utterly disagree with us because I think that's. Funda- yeah. fundamentally yeah, what this is all about I, I don't want this to just be a bloody loving i mean you know if you don't like what we said or if you've got your own viewpoint on something but i mean you know like like james earlier on uh not being particularly happy with frank i mean you know he's welcome to that view i don't happen to agree but he's more than welcome to it and he's certainly welcome to air it on this show that is what it is all about there you all go about, all That's about. what it's all about there we go jk mate lovely to see you as always i'm looking forward to friday already fantastic me too lovely and, stuff uh, yeah with clayton and lovely to see you again and well done everybody with great emails as lovely. always thank there you. we go right thank you for listening we'll see you on friday until then keep it blue keep it carefully cheap cheers It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.